0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Savvy Time, the podcast. My name is Astrid Zagasetta, and I am your host. I will always be your host. (laughs) And thank you for joining me today. Today's topic, I find it very intriguing, and honestly, I think it's an amazing topic. And we're going to speak about how exercise affects Your brain. A quick disclaimer: I am no healthcare professional. I am no psychologist or or neurologist, though that would be really cool. I am just a young lady who likes to read, who likes health, who likes wellness, and I like to deliver that information to you. Anything that I say, take it with a grain of salt and I encourage you to do your research on your own. All the resources that I have used, which is actually like two things, I will have them linked down below and you can always go and check them out if you wish to do so. Exercise has so many positive side effects and improves your mood, your self-concept, your concentration, your ability to respond to things quicker or more effectively And overall, it improves your health. And many of us do it to change our bodies or to stay healthy, but we don't always notice what's going on behind the scenes and how exercise actually affects our brain. And honestly, there is a lot going on behind the scenes. So... Most of my information I got from a book um, that I read. It's titled Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. It's by a neuropsychiatrist named John J. ratty along with Eric Hagerman. I also came across a TED talk by a neuroscientist named Wendy Suzuki. It's a short talk summarizing the effects of exercise on the brain, and I will have that linked down below just because I think it's a really good TED Talk. It's a little bit over ten minutes. It won't take enough. It won't take much of your time. So if you want to watch it, I will leave that down below. But anyway, it's a uh, time to get savvy. <laughs> all right. So our brains—they are so complex. They are made up of one hundred billion neurons, and all of these neurons—they chat with each other by using hundreds of different chemicals. So there's a lot of communication and action going on behind the scenes and it all happens within milliseconds when cells receive information and before they pass on information to another cell, I would say a lot of sparks happen. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of like electricity in a way that goes on in our brains so first i want to focus on your prefrontal cortex it's right behind your forehead and it's in charge of decision making organizing activity paying attention and secondly we have the hippocampus it's deep in your temporal lobe it's in charge of learning um, to retain information and it's in charge of making New memories. So, there's a factor that you can find in your hippocampus, which is basically the fertilizer of the neurotransmitters that I will get into later. And it's called brain derived neurotrophic factor, also known as BDNF. So, BDNF maintains the circuit of the cells. Create a fitness routine where you can include cardiovascular exercise three to four times a week for at least 30 minutes, right? By doing so, you are already taking care of you and your body. You're also taking care of your brain. And why is that? Because when you exercise, you're exercising other parts of your brain. So when you exercise, you protect your prefrontal cortex and your hippocampus because they will grow and they will become stronger over time. And that will help prevent neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's Parkinson's, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, and the list goes on. Exercising will protect your brain. But now let's focus on the happy vibes. So how do you feel after you exercise? Do you tend to be in a good mood afterwards? Has your focus increased? Think about it for a moment. I know I feel great (laughs) always and this is why these happy feelings are coming from three neurotransmitters that also act as hormones which are elevated by exercise. Let me start off with serotonin, which influences mood and helps keep the brain under control. Then we have norepinephrine, which is our flight or fight response. It increases our alertness, our arousal, our attention. And last but not least, everyone knows about this one, but it's our BFF, dopamine. (laughs) It makes us feel good. It makes us feel satisfied. It's our happy You see, exercise balances these transmitters along with its chemicals. And a quote from the book is, keeping your brain in balance can change your life, which I definitely agree with. But let's go into the mental health aspect. So if exercise can balance these neurotransmitters, how do you think it will affect mental disorders that need these neurotransmitters? So we're looking at chronic stress, anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD. Can doing exercise cure them? Well, honestly, possibly not. I mean, I hope it can. I believe that maybe in the future it can and maybe it has in someone. But focusing on the research, focusing on the science, we can minimize the impact that those disorders have in us by simply staying active and we can help improve their symptoms over time just by simply exercising but i will get more into that in future episodes now there's a research there's a study that was done i would say in the early 2000s i think it was in around like 2007 or something but it's called zero hour p.e It's an educational experiment that began in Naperville Central High School in Illinois, and the purpose of the study was for the PE teacher to determine whether exercising before class provided these students a boost in their ability to learn new subjects. Now, the students, they needed to be engaged in a cardiovascular activity, whether it was some of them dancing or running a few labs running a mile, and the goal was for their heart rate to surpass 185 beats per minute. So they're supposed to use between 80 to 90 percent of their max heart rate. The way that they would track this was by using heart rate monitors. So the study is really interesting because administrators started to notice that the students who had zero hour in their first period and who had a literacy class for their second period They performed better than the students who had zero hour as their first period, but they had the literacy class in eighth period. And at the time when this study was going on, that Naperville district actually ranked among the state's top 10, and even the students' ACT scores were above state average as well by 20 points. So the proof is that engaging in cardiovascular activity and having your max heart rate in the ranges of 80 to 90% can improve your ability to retain more information. When I read about the study, I really related to it. And I will tell you why later. But let's say you want to learn something, right? So you're probably asking yourself, so does that mean that if I exercise, I can learn something, you know, I can grasp onto a subject better? Yes, yes you can, but do not try to learn while you're exercising. And let me tell you why. Because during exercise, your blood flow is pulled away from your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is in charge of sending the signals to the hippocampus to retain information. So when you're exercising, that blood flow won't necessarily be there, but when you're done, it will all go back. That's why the effects of exercise can last for at least two hours. And right after exercise exercise is a perfect time to focus on a difficult task, to focus on a project, on a hard subject, learning a new skill, or just something that requires your full attention, but not while you're exercising. So let's say if you're running, if you're jogging, if you're on the straighter, don't try to study for an exam because the information will not stick. Do it after. I want to share with you my personal experience. Back in my junior year of high school, so this was in 2019 I would go outside on a jog with my dog right before sunrise so right before school started and honestly I think this is my favorite time of my life because it was during winter so we were in the 50s and I live in sunny south Florida so when we're in the 50s I am the happiest person alive okay so I would go outside on the jog you know all my hormones my happy hormones were all acting up and everything but Then my first two periods of school, I mean, my first two periods, my first two classes, I was more focused and I felt so ready to tackle on the day. Like, let me tell you, my brain, my brain was braining. And honestly, I not only did I experience that in high school, but I also took it to college. So in college, I sometimes had swim practice at 6 a.m., And after swim practice, I had a counting class. And during practice, we did like high intensity intervals because we would swim really fast and then we would, you know, swim back slowly and we would repeat. So I was definitely using 90% of my max heart rate and I didn't have a heart rate monitor, but I knew like when you know, you know. I was gasping for air. I was like drowning because I was trying to go so fast. Okay, I wasn't actually drowning, but you get what I mean. So I was definitely using like my max heart rate. Okay. And after practice, I had a counting class and the days that I had swim practice in the morning were the days that I would absorb information a lot more compared to when I didn't do any physical activity. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Eventually, you do have to make it into a routine. You do have to, you know, keep it going on for weeks. But the results begin to show. And at the time, I didn't know exactly why. I mean, I always knew exercise wakes you up and it makes you happier. But I didn't know why because I wasn't aware of this information. But now that I am and that I'm looking back, I'm actually shocked like i'm astonished (laughs) exercise has really helped my focus my attention my ability to learn and memorize things ever since i was a kid and that's why i decided to talk about this today because i don't think many people know how it can really really help you and i know sometimes it may be like oh my god but i don't want to exercise trust me i don't want to either but our brains will be healthier, we will be healthier, we will be more confident. So because of that, I have a challenge for you. Whether you exercise, whether you don't exercise, I challenge you to do 30 minutes of exercise this week for only three days. Just do it three days. There are seven days in the week. Just do it for three. If you need to wake up a little bit earlier, then go ahead and do so. Make sure that you're doing moderate to intense exercise. So, a little rule of thumb is that you can talk with some difficulty, you can talk, but you cannot sing. If you're singing, then honey, you need to pick up the pace and push yourself because that's not enough. But do this for your own good, and I want you to see how you feel, and maybe try to add learning a new skill afterwards and see how you absorb that. See how you feel right afterwards. To stay active, you don't need a gym membership. All you need is motivating music, you need comfortable athletic wear, you need good shoes, and you just need to know what exercise you want to do. So before any exercise, please do a mobility warm-up and a good stretch afterwards. Just so that you can prevent injury. I know that there's many trainers in YouTube that can show you a few exercises, a few um. I would say stretching routines if you're not familiarized with some, but also if you're trying something new or you haven't exercised in a while, then please be self-aware of your form to prevent any injuries and most importantly, listen to your body. So if something is hurting you, please stop. But I just want you to, you know, be safe. Before we go, I do have my positive affirmation for you. So this positive affirmation is, I deserve to be treated with love and respect. Exercising is treating yourself with love and respect because you're taking care of you, you're taking care of your body, and you are respecting you and your body. So repeat after me. I deserve to be treated with love and respect. If you want to do some journaling, some reflection, the question is, what does it mean to be treated with love and respect? Do I get this from the people with whom I surround myself with? Think about it write about it repeat that affirmation and ladies and gentlemen that is all that i have for you today i really hope i was able to give you a spark of knowledge in regards to this topic i find it very intriguing and very necessary for our lives to just be healthier in every aspect and i will see you on sunday i hope you have a blessed and prosperous day.